Let's stink and go. It is Friday, yo. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is you decided to make Big Sky Sports talk a part of your day. My family and I greatly appreciate it. You found the only podcast in the world completely devoted to the coverage of the four major franchises of one major market, and that's Phoenix, Arizona. We do things a little bit differently. We do from Big Sky Country, uh, Billings, Montana. We uh, cover ASU football, ASU basketball, USL championship, soccer, the Phoenix Rising, and the WNBA with Phoenix Mercury. Uh, I had to get through that uh, the best I could, um, and I'm not redoing this segment. What you're hearing is is what I made it. I didn't uh, have something else and and redo it. Um, this is what I decided to keep first take, um, and I'm not talking about the ESPN show. Um, just the yo that I did after hearing it just started making me laugh, and I composed it until... Until the uh, the point, what would I say? Until the, uh, the until the post hitting the post, as as we say in the business. Um, and so until I hit hit the post, I, I, is when it, you know, I composed myself and then then lost uh, all composure. Um, no Diamondbacks today. The game got postponed. I'm, I'm I don't know if it was a weather delay or what. I didn't I didn't actually see what happened. I just thought it was postponed. So, um, but we have this this uh, Chris Paul and, and and whatnot keeps on going, and it's uh, making anything that I report on this show. Um, not I would say a liar, but you know it's ever changing. Let's just say that. And then uh, because no um, Diamondbacks, we'll have plenty of room for for Cardinals. That's gonna be the majority of our. Uh, of of the show today but uh yeah um it's friday so that that's exciting stuff today is my first day um at, at walmart so we'll see how that goes i'm pretty excited about it um i forgot to even mention this this is some so i'm normally not this this personal um and most people say oh you should never be personal about your finances but I'm not given any super pertinent information, but I was pretty bummed out about owing the IRS, um, you know, 1270. So 1,270 bucks. Um, and so, uh, I owe instead of that 298. So that's awesome. That's a, that's a blessing. Um, I was looking over here at my desk, and that's why I was pulling away from the mic a little bit. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna share some good news on this on uh, this Friday." I was gonna say Good Friday. It's not Good Friday. Good Friday is already uh, done and gone. Our Savior is is uh, risen. But um, you know, that, that's just it, it is a Friday, and we're gonna make it a a, a happy Friday. Um, so there, there's that. Uh, had the day off, uh, back-to-back days off because of, you know, how the scheduling and whatnot went. Um, and uh, also, uh, later on uh, today, before I go to work, I am I have plans to join um, 
um, my friend Brian Davis, who uh, I've been on his show a couple of times before. If any of you have listened to my show now because, uh, you know, you you decide to um, support a friend of his, me and that being me. So say you listen to him and you're like, I'm a supporter friend of of uh, Professor B Media. Um, that'd be Brian Davis. And and, uh, and so you listen to my show as well um, because you've heard me on his show. I will be featured again um, sometime today, sometime this morning um, before I go go to work. Um, and you'll you'll have this upload of I assume you know obviously you're listening whenever you're listening to it, but it will be available very very soon. Let's just say it is still uh, Thursday and uh, early Thursday, but um, I, I gotta do this and and really go to bed um, because uh, I'll be up early podcasting with him. And then I got to go to work. So there, there's that. Um, yeah. So we, we kind of have a good bit to get to. I don't have any, you know, great stories or anything uh, to share. So uh, let's go ahead and, and uh, get into some brief suns. And that will be up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. The Suns, they are reportedly considering waiving Chris Paul. That is what our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski, is reporting. Now, Phoenix would have until June 28th. That's Paul's guarantee date to make that decision. But in the meantime, Woj also reports that the Suns are exploring possible trades for Paul and for DeAndre Ayton here as the team continues to reshape its roster going into the next season. So I know I have so many questions here. There is a lot to break down. And who better to help us do that than our front office insider, Bobby Mark? So, Bobby, let's just start here. Back up a couple of steps and explain, please, the decision that Phoenix is facing. Yeah, Malika, we're looking at three different options that the Suns have leading up into that June 28th guarantee date of his $30.8 million contract. The first option is, is there a market out there for Chris Paul when it comes to a trade, right? Is there a team out there that is willing to send back two or three players for that Chris Paul contract. Remember though, only 15.8, the guaranteed portion, counts in a trade. So Phoenix can't trade for three players earning $10 million. You'd have to guarantee more of that salary. The second option is certainly the waiver process, right? Up until June 28th, Phoenix can waive that contract, take on that $16 million cap hit, they would have the $5 million tax mid-level exception. It would also allow them to re-sign Chris Paul to the veteran minimum exception. And then the third option is waiving Chris Paul, taking that guaranteed portion, stretching it over five years. They would not be allowed to re-sign Chris Paul. That gives them a bigger exception, $12.2 million, to go out and fill out their bench possibly. It also allows them flexibility mm -hmm. below the hard cap, which is at 170 million, to go out and maybe facilitate a sign and trade for one of these marquee point guards that are out there. Okay, so that's the team's side of all of this. But if he is waived, Bobby, what is next for Chris Paul here? 
Well, I think you're looking at certainly, would he be willing to go back to Phoenix if they do not use that wave and stretch provision? The most they can sign him to is the $3 million veteran minimum exception. I think the two teams that we're going to have our eyes on are both teams in Los Angeles. When it looks at the Clippers, who are in need of a point guard, they would also have the veteran minimum exception. And then, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers, who have more money to give Chris Paul with one of their bigger exceptions. Yeah. It's important to note, though, Chris Paul would not be allowed to double dip. You can't take your $16 million from Phoenix. They make $12 more million from the Lakers. There is an offset in that contract here. So certainly the Lakers would have more money to give him, but all eyes would certainly be on both Los Angeles teams. Interesting. I know everyone's ears are perking up when you say L.A. You think of LeBron James and the friendship he has with Chris Paul. Of course, we've seen LeBron team up with some of his friends before. I'm thinking about Carmelo Anthony and how that ended up going. There's a lot to think about here. Bobby Marks, thank you so much for taking the time to explain it to us. I want to bring Richard and Perk back into the conversation because, gentlemen, I am very curious what you think the best option to this is. Rich, I want to start with you because you're who sent this to our group chat yesterday. What, what are you thinking about all this? I, I think the league should be scary or should be scared in my I think the league should be scared because you all of a sudden see a team with a lot of talent. And you talking about Devin Booker. You're talking about uh, Kevin Durant. Now they have an opportunity because everything that I've heard, I've heard and seen, DeAndre Ayton's gone. So if DeAndre Ayton is gone, he is still a 20 and 10 center that's 23 years old, 24 years old. There are going to be teams that invest in him. So if you can get a dominant, uh, if you can get a dominant wing uh, defender, if you can go get some bench depth, you can get two players for DeAndre Ayton. If you wave Chris Paul or whatever you do with Chris Paul, that gives you space to go add more pieces. Now all of a sudden, a team that was very top heavy and it, their bench was depleted, they were basically playing four on five with all due respect to the fifth, where it was Wainwright or uh, Torrey Craig. They needed more on that court, and now they've put themselves in a position to go do that. And I'll add one more thing. They have a brand new owner with a lot of money that wants to spend money. So that mean, right there, to me, that means that the Phoenix Suns are in a very, very good position to go and, and, and make a lot of noise. You know what? <clears throat> Chris Paul to the Lakers would shake up the league. You know why? Wow. We heard LeBron James talking about retirement, and we know damn well he's not going anywhere. But what it did make me realize is that is he losing a little motivation right now? Pairing up with one of his great friends in the point guard CP3 will give him that uh, extra juice to say, you know what, I'm excited about coming back to next season. We know that CP3 want to win a championship. And you know who else would benefit the most out of that? It would be Anthony Davis. The last time the Lakers won a championship, I cannot harp enough how important Rajon Rondo was to Anthony Davis. Putting him in position, easy baskets, easy lobs at, at the basket, picking pops. Can you imagine CP3 and AD in the pick and roll? It would be dangerous. With the pieces they already added, CP3 would be the missing piece, and they don't have to take a gamble. We're trying to go get a, a Kyrie Irving or a sign and trade in Fred Van Vliet. Again, the Lakers just went to the conference finals. Yes, they got swept, but the journey that it took for them to get there, and you could add a player like CP3 who could still come in and deliver, it would be scary for the rest of the league. Historic is sort of the easy way to describe what they did. Kendrick Perkins on NBA Today tried to use Serbian to describe it, and I'm not going to try because neither he nor I can pronounce it. But you've been there every step of the way through the lowest, the hardest moments, and then you're on the sidelines for this. How would you All right. So they uh, switched out to... Uh, 
um, talking to about the Nuggets, and we we won't uh, uh, worry about that. Um, but anyway, um, so there there's there's the some you know latest on Chris Paul and uh, DeAndre Aiden. Uh, some of this is not really a whole lot of news. I know I said uh, in in the welcome uh, that uh, everything we talk about is, um, you know, seems to be making uh, what I'm you know, reporting to you and talking to you uh, a lie. But in a way, it's not because um, what I, you know, even though the title of my uh, last episode said CP3 waived, Obviously, you know, when I did the 98.7 uh, clip uh, from yesterday's show, it uh, said that they um, have informed CP3 that they are planning to waive. Um, and so to further kind of back that up, um, here a tweet from uh, Cameron Cox that uh, uh, is an anchor, sports anchor for uh, 12 News on... Uh, in Phoenix, says a source to uh, close to 12 News AZ um, has uh, told us that Chris Paul has not been waived. The Suns continue to have discussions about CP3's future and have yet to make a decision. All options are uh, still on the table, including a trade. The, uh, uh, the Chris Haynes report is false. Um, and of course, that would be um, Chris Haynes saying that they are uh, waving him. Uh, but uh, when you know re- reading it earlier, um, you know it, it was more like plans to to wave. But anyway, um, and then he also said CP3 at uh, thirty million next season is not likely for the Suns. Uh, something is going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet, and that's per. Cam Cox of um, 12 News. Uh, so that's everything uh, on uh, CP3. That's everything on DeAndre Aiden. I don't believe that it's going to be like a situation where um, they, you know, it's going to be both um, CP3 and a DA. It's just like they're looking to trade both players, but not both as a package. Um it would be interesting to see if that's what happens. Um, it could. I, I don't know. Um, obviously, the Lakers and the Clippers are favorites, as you just heard uh, um, uh, Kendrick Perkins talk about. He thinks, obviously, the Lakers because of LeBron, and Chris Paul and LeBron have been uh, friends for a very long time. They've both been in the league for the same amount of time. Um, and... Uh, of course, um, Chris makes his home in L.A. His family is in L.A., and so he, he's, he's made his home in L.A. since he was a, a Clipper. So, of course, a return to the Clippers makes sense, of course, being in L.A. Um, his fond memories uh, with the Clippers team uh, make sense to him. Um, I think the thing that, and what I said before, um, yesterday is the thing that makes the most sense for the Suns. If they keep CP3 is, uh, of course, signing him to the Vets minimum. I'm not so sure that uh, Chris will accept that. I'm sure he thinks he's he's worth more than a veteran minimum. But uh, 
the best ability is availability. And when you need CP3 the most, he's not available. Um, so he has to understand that. Um, so, uh, and, and of course, everybody is still strong on DA being, um, being traded as well. Um, and then last I've heard for that is, of course, the team that, um, that, uh, uh, signed him that the Suns matched was, um, Indiana. So, uh, I think Indiana is still in the running for DeAndre Ayton. Um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll, we will continue to monitor it. And of course it will be a part of the podcast every time we get something new. The only other new thing I have, but I don't really have any, 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 you know, video on it or anything to play is that, um, uh, I, I, he was a part of the front office, but, um, he wasn't really like, he was like not really player development, but some something similar to that. Shane Doan, legend, uh, legendary um, Coyotes uh, player, um, and just a um, beloved um, resident of Phoenix has accepted the um, a position of um, assistant. G general managing job with um the uh Toronto um Maple Leafs. So uh he's heading back to Canada, that's where he hails from, and is uh, leaving the coyotes, which uh actually is, you know, kinda interesting. Um everybody's kinda worried what's gonna happen with the coyotes. Um there was a Press conference held by Rob Manfred that uh, basically said that, you know, Coyotes are still looking for a permanent home. And the NHL and and, and Rob Manfred is is 100%. Uh, not Rob Manfred. Um, that's uh, baseball. Um, gosh. Uh, um, NHL commissioner. Uh, why am I, um, Gary Bettman, sorry, not, not Rob Manfred, Gary Bettman had a press conference talking about, uh, the Phoenix, uh, or, well, not Phoenix Coyotes, Arizona Coyotes said that they, that the league is committed to keeping them in Arizona. They like them in Arizona. Uh, the Coyotes are committed to staying in Arizona, but the fact that, um, Shane Doan, donor is, has moved on whether he saw sees a better opportunity in in Toronto or his confidence with the Coyotes is uh, not good, I, I'm kind of more leaning that way. Of you know, he, he's maybe he's like, all right, I'm not confident that we're gonna stay here. And I know Donor, he loves Arizona. He's been an Arizona resident for well over 20 years, um, and so. Uh, I, it, it it is somewhat of a oh you know an eye opening thing when we have more on on that we will share it um um uh, maybe in tomorrow's show uh we we might have have something uh for Shane Doan so uh that's everything i have on sons and well of course coyotes so we'll move on to 
uh, Cardinals, we have uh, Jonathan Gannon, and it's all offense. DJ Humphreys, uh, Hollywood Brown, and Rondale Moore um, that spoke to the media. Uh, uh, not uh, yesterday, uh, but the I would say Wednesday, I believe. Um, so, anyway, um, we'll go to that uh, up up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, before the break, um, I mentioned we're gonna uh, get into some Cardinals. Uh, um, and a couple of players and the head coach spoke to the media uh, once more uh, during the week three. And so we'll just go ahead and, and, and uh, dive into it, really, um, starting with uh, um, Jonathan Gannon. With, with Hump, uh, obviously, he's back out there a little bit. Like, where does he stand and, and what concern was there as he was moving back from? I mean, backs can be tricky, obviously. Yeah, especially for big guys. Um, he's trending the right way, and I like where he, where he's at. And uh, he's out there. Good to see him out there. He's got a smile on his face. He's got the right attitude. And uh, we're going to need him to play good football for us. What do you like about him? Uh, he keeps the quarterback upright, and he displaces people in the run game. Does, do you get help from him in the locker room? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. He's one of the guys I lean on. How valuable is a guy like that that can produce on the field and then also you know, in the locker room. Huge. That's what we want to build our team with, you know what I mean? And not just our, you know, premium players. You want everybody to be like that. So, but I think that there's a, a large group of guys in that locker room that produce at a high level that are about the right things, and that's why they're Cardinals. Who's going to go to Drew's out of defense. What changes? Let me expand on that because that was a little bit of a – um, quick answer. Stresses out the defense. He can adapt to who he's playing. Uh, we'll look different each and every week by who we have playing, who they have playing. And he's going to, I think he does a really good job of tailor fitting the offense to who's out there for us. All 11 positions, not just the quarterback position. What changes from today, the last day of OTs, to mini camp next week? Not much for us. We'll have a, it's a little bit longer day because there's requirements on time that they're here right now. So, um, you know, we want to get them acclimated to how camp's going to be similar to our training camp schedule, which isn't exactly the right thing, exactly perfect. But, um, you know, just a little bit longer in the building. But we got a lot of work to do those, this tomorrow. And they got their weekend off. And then uh, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, a lot of work to do. Look at it as a, use it all, all four days? Or? Yeah, we're going to use all four. Do you look at it as an advantage when you have some safeties not there today to get a glimpse of some other guys maybe battling? Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know if it's an advantage or disadvantage, but you know the guys out here working, we're, we're improving their games. They're improving their games, working on their games. And um, every rep is reps are gold in the NFL. Um, whether you're the best player or the guy trying to make the 53 or a guy trying to make a practice squad, like there's, you cannot put a price tag on a rep, and um, so they value those reps. They were they were pissed at me today because I cut one group short and they weren't happy about it. So, um, you know, that's why we give you know equal reps. Guys get their time. We got to evaluate them and improve them. That's what we're doing. A lot of uh, quick answers. I, I don't think you know, and we've heard some quick answers from Jonathan Gannon before, so it's not really surprising to me. 
Uh, obviously expounded on that one about uh, Drew Petzing's offense. Um, and then the first half was uh, talking about DJ Humphreys, who we'll hear from here in a second. But, you know, it sounds like, uh, you know, DJ is is, is a, a major uh, key role in, in what they want to do. He obviously, he says, you know, it's very simple answers to, hey, what, I li- what do you like about him? Well, he keeps the quarterback upright um, and, and keeps the offense moving. Uh, is Iggy sound? You know, uh, how is he? You know, what what type of guy do you like him? How he is on and off the field? Yeah, he he. You know, uh, he's a great vocal leader, and and you know, you know. So a lot of quick answers, but there's one that and that I was going to pause it after the before the last answer that we just got, but he um um th- this is from Wednesday. They posted it. Um, yesterday i do i do believe um it says on here seventh which was yesterday but um they uh and he said the weekend um off so actually i mean well this actually might be um might be actually from yesterday now that i think about it so sorry i mixed that up yeah it is from yesterday i'm 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 looking at it. And I'm getting my days mixed up. So usually they do post them immediately. Sometimes they don't, but this is because he said the weekend off, which would mean, um, and then they also said, uh, so you're you're doing all four days. It'd be Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday um, uh, for OTAs. Monday, they that's kind of more of a meeting day. There's not really a whole lot out on the grass, but you uh, had, uh, I believe, that was. Um, um, Bobby Mack asking, so you're going to do, you, you're going to be out there all four days. And, uh, he, he said, yeah, all four days. And, uh, and another, again, another quick answer, but Bobby Mack that's been covering, covering the Cardinals for so long, wouldn't ask a question like that. Um, if, if it was it was something that wasn't the norm, I think sometimes some some teams, and I'm pretty sure Cliff Kingsbury uh, coached teams. Friday is is maybe a definitely half speed, probably a half day, and then you know, basically have majority of Friday off, and then so it's like a three day weekend. You have Friday, or if not majority of Friday, if not all of Friday off, and Saturday and Sunday, and then you come back in the building Monday. And you, they have mini camp, um, you know. After after this, for uh, after OTAs, and he just said, um, you know, they'll, they'll get back on the grass on uh, on Tuesday, um, and so it's it's you, things like that. You can tell already a change and and how things are done with Jonathan Gannon versus Cliff Kingsbury again. Part of I'm sure part of what Bobby Mack was doing was for clarification, but also it's probably like, hey, I you know we're not used to these guys being out there all four all four days and getting all the work in you can. Um, and so the you know to me there's an obvious reason why he asked the question and and uh, I but I love it though I absolutely love it and. And then that's again, we're focusing on the on the difference here. Um, so great question by Bobby Mack that that I'm absolutely fired up about. When, uh, when you guys drafted Paris, did anyone feel the need to tell Hump that anything, or 
No, Hump knew our plan all along. Meaning he knew you were going to take a lineman? Uh, he knew we were going to take the best person that we could to help our team win. What was the Kyler not being, not getting the on-field reps during OTA? <laughs> Maybe not, we don't know about training camp yet. Going from an offense that he ran basically since he was in the eighth grade mm -hmm. to Drew's scheme, yeah. how much... What, what kind of learning curve will it be when he gets on the field? Yeah, it's just like everybody. Reps are, are your biggest, you know, uh, learning, your, their greatest tool for learning. But he's played a lot of football, and he's an extremely intelligent person. And, um, you know, I, uh, a guy that's played at a high level for a long time, I'm not as worried as much of he doesn't need to bank 100 reps. You know, we talked about he's seen cover three, all the ways to play it a, a lot of time, a lot of – a lot of those reps, but um, you know they'll be. He'll he'll have some rust. He's going to have to knock off, but he'll be ready to go. What stands out to you about uh, Hollywood's game, and how confident are you that he could really take that number one wide receiver role? And run? Yeah, I mean he, he's he's. What am I going to say, guys? He gets open and catches the ball. He um, just as a defender, coaching that that's kind of my baby. That position, the speed that he can put on you, horizontally and vertically, makes him a tough cover, and. Um, you know he's he he's got instincts at the top of the route. Um, you know he he has different release patterns. What we saw when we had to play him a couple times, I've played against, gone against them a couple times. But last year, I think in my mind, I remember them corners saying, "Man, like, you know, typically receivers have one or two releases that they use. He has about three or four that he can go to and and you know win early in the down." And, you know, just from the aspect of we know the game's about taking the ball away and explosive plays, and he's a threat when he is out there on the field. you got to be alert for the ball going over your head. So it's a, obviously a great asset for us to have. With Aaron Brewer coming back at this mm -hmm. point, was, the, was a big part of that waiting for him to be healthy? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's working, getting acclimated in, and I'd expect him, you know, hopefully he's trending the right way, be ready for training camp. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's been a great addition by Monty. Um, you know, he's one of the strongest guys we have on our team. You know, he's the uh, ultimate pro about how he prepares each each and every day, and he's producing on the field. And he's he's, a, he's got a versatile skill set. He can play multiple positions. So glad we have him. Uh, polos out there. Did you yeah. invite some coaches out? Yeah, we uh, we're in a, we're an open policy. Um, I like you know when guys come. I like to the coaches, not just myself, but we talk to everybody. You know, what are you guys seeing? What are we doing? You know, how do you play this? How do you play that? Obviously, Marvin Lewis is a, a good role model to have. I have a little relationship with Marvin because of you know Coach Zimmer. But um, it was good to have those guys out there. I'm, after I'm done with you guys, I'm going to go ask him some questions. Zayvon said the other day that players feel pressured, and that's a good thing. How much of that is, is by design? And I don't know, what do you think that gets out of a player? Everything, everything's by design, Paul. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just I think coaches, staff, players included, like it's it's important to know that every day you're on the clock. And the NFL, it's the Zim used to talk about not for long. And um, it's not, that's not a scare tactic or a threat. It's just reality. So I think it's important for our guys to know what reality is as well. You know, we're not just out here playing a game. It's not high school football, it's pro football. So uh, we try to put, and, and it's by design, 
is I say as a coach, you know, you got Monday through Saturday to put as much, and this we tell them this, we, I'm, we're going to try to put as much pressure on you as we can because on Sunday we ain't out there. They are. So, and if we can put a, a lot of pressure on them throughout the week, hopefully they handle pressure more on game day when we aren't out there with them. So uh, that's why I mean it's by design. But uh, I really like the accountability in that locker room right now. I like how they're working. I like how they improve their game when we point out this is non-winning behavior or these are mistakes that are being made that we have to clean up if we want to win football games. They're doing a good job in being mindful of those things. So like where we're trending. Player like Rondale, who obviously has dealt with some injuries in his career. Yeah. Um, do you approach him any differently than other guys in terms of? I mean, I know you guys have an extensive, you know, strength and conditioning yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, I, I'm sure he's got that program. But do you approach him any differently as a as a coach? No, you just got to be aware of of his career, you know, and what has gone on in his career. And you just said it. You know, Darren, the, the performance staff has done a phenomenal job, not just with Rondell, but our guys that are rehabbing right now, our guys that are actually practicing, but going through some things. You know, that's life in the NFL. And, um, you know, Rondell, I think, has done a really good job of taking to that, hey, this is why we're doing these things with you to prevent some of these things or help you out a little bit. And he has bought into that process as, as well. So those guys know they got five buckets that they got to maximize themselves. And that's one of the buckets that they have to maximize themselves off the field uh, because we need everybody in that locker room out on the field. Pascal, add to what you already have. Say it again one more time. Wilson and Pascal, add to what you have with Dorch and Rondale and Holly. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole group's doing a really good job of working. They're, 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 it's a smart room, so Drew deploys them differently. Um, you know, just my time with Zach, I know he brings a certain amount of toughness to the entire team that I like. Um, he plays with violence from that position. He's not afraid to do dirty work. And um, it's a mentality, you know. I mean, he, you can ask him about next time. He's got shirts made up. I'm not going to tell you what they say, but it's, he'll pass them out to the whole team. Like, this is a mentality you got to have. And, um, you know, I really like that part of his, what he brings to the table. You know, Michael has come in as a rookie and really, hey, man, this is what's ex expected. And this is what we're expecting from you. Here's your role, and he's taken to it. And uh, he's doing a really good job, especially for a rookie, I think, in any offense. Um, it moves a little fast. And um, you know where we are today, he's light years ahead of when he came in here for rookie minicamp. So that's good to see. How much of the, that work aspect is because it's everyone, even new, new players or guys that were here, it's all the same for everyone because it's, cause every, there's so much that's so new. Yeah, I think we, you know every year and next year when we're here, it's going to be start from page one. So I think every year you have to reset yourself, and you know lay out the expectations of the team. This is how we're going to work. This is how we're going to do things, and um, go about your business the right way and be process oriented. And I think they've done a really good job with that. Do you see uh, Paris as a tackle this year, or a guard, or a swing guy? When's the first game? <laughs> That's when we'll know. He's playing. He, he's playing outside yeah, today. But I mean, again, yeah. I mean, he's played both positions in college, so he has some versatility. But I think that he has what you're looking for in a in a starting tackle. 
Can you talk about those five buckets off the field? What were those? I'm not going to give you all the answers. <laughs> As between us and them. All right, that's everything um, uh, that JG had to say uh, for pretty much the last uh, uh, day, last week of OTAs. Um, now we'll move on to um, DJ Humphreys that, that always has some, some interesting things to say. Um, so let's pass it on to uh, DJ <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good, actually. It has been a minute, but yeah, I'm feeling really good. Been in the fold a little bit this offseason, so it's been fun. Been in the building a bunch. What's, uh, what was it like being back on the field? Did you feel like, okay... Have I'm you ever been to ISS? I've reached the line? Have you ever been to ISS in school suspension or like silent lunch or anything like that? <sighs> you were good in school, huh? You didn't get in much trouble? <laughs> well, that's what it felt like. It felt like I was in... <laughs> ISS or like silent lunch or something like that. I got to train in the, in the weight room and watching the guys run around and stuff. They're letting all the windows up. Like, what is, is this just, are we here to torture me today? Is this what we're trying to do? So it's good to finally be out there with the guys running around, talking a little junk, you know? It's fun, it's fun. I missed it. Were you, were you ever scared that with a back injury, which can be scary, like, were you ever worried like, oh crap, this could be really bad? Uh, no, not really, honestly. It's, I, it's football. So, like, I've always, after I tore my knee up, I've always attested. Like, I thought I would never be able to be the same person again after that. So, like, after that, I was just like, all right, it's an injury. That's what, what do we have to do? How we go about this? All right, we're not having surgery. All right, cool, let's roll. This is what we got to do. So, I didn't really, I didn't give myself a chance to, to do that because it's just, I know what it's like when those injuries get dark and when you start going down those mental rabbit holes of what it could be or the possibilities. I, I just forced myself into the rehab and like, you know what I mean, honing into everything I needed to do because it helped me stay positive. Because then when you do that, you get progressions, you start feeling better. So it's easier to lean on that instead of sitting in the darkness for a month before you start rehabbing. It's like, oh, I'm so miserable, I'm in pain. It's like, yeah, you're in pain. Your back hurt, you've been sitting on the couch for a month. Like, of course you're in pain. So it was that, I just made it, that for myself to just made a point to make sure I just got in the fold immediately and didn't let myself just sink into it. But apparently, you were watching him through the windows. What do you like about Paris in this game? I like him a lot, man. He's he's a, he's a student. He got a, he got a lot of student to him. He's not a he's not a young hump. That's kind of like you know, I got to figure it out. You guys, you old guys, get out of the way and hold my water. He doesn't have any of that to him. He's a very like I want to know. Am I doing this right? How can I do this better? How do you do this? What are you thinking about when you're doing this? So that was all when I met him. That was like the first first practice. I was outside doing my thing on the side, and he came up to me after that practice and was kind of trying to figure out how I do my thing when I'm taking sets and what, what I'm thinking about or what I'm looking at. So that was like, I, I, from the jump, he's always been super like, hey, help me. How can I, you know? And I, I, like, I told, like I told him, I was like, bro, I came in the league, and it was the complete opposite of helping the young guys. So I always want to make the environment that you can always lean on me. Whatever you need, I'm here, bro. If, if it's off the field, football, whatever you need, I'm here. So it's been good. It's been good being around him. He's, he's a fun kid. So, you know, he's, he's sure of himself, too. So you don't have to, like, hey, it's okay. You don't have to, I don't have to coddle him so much. It's kind of, you know, you just let him do his thing. What was your th – did you have an idea they could take a tackle? Like, when you found out they're taking a tackle, a guy who's played left tackle in yeah. college, like, were you like, oh, okay, or – no, I was excited. I mean, I, the reality of football is they've drafted tackles and linemen every year I've been here. So this is like, you know what I mean? It's the NFL. You know what comes with this. I'm not, I'm not here to be worried about who they drafted. You sit around thinking about who's being drafted and stuff. You need to be working on what you need to be working on to make sure you don't get put on the bench when they draft that guy. You know what I mean? So I always, my, my dad put, made me very early on as a kid. It's like, 
whatever you're doing is about you. Well, however somebody else sees or whatever they're good at, that has nothing to do with what you actually have to do. And, and just like yours has nothing to do with them. So always hone in on what yourself and what you need to do to be prepared when you put in those positions to show people who you are. So I never, when we drafted him, I was excited. I started looking up his film and I saw what type of player he was. I was really excited because I know he's going to be good for our line. If it's just somewhere down the line, he's going to be good for us. Obviously, you know, when they asked the same question to Jonathan Gannon, he said, well, you know, just like all the players, they they know that we're going to draft the best of available guy. I, there's there's no way they told eh, – well, I say no way. I'm pretty certain they, they did not tell DJ, and he pretty much kind of answered unless he you know, unless he's, you know, lying, um, that, that uh, you know, that they was like, oh, DJ, by the way, we're thinking about drafting Paris Johnson. Oh, he plays your same position. You know, you know like, no. Uh, and it's and he's not – you know, DJ's not lying. They have drafted centers and, and other guys, uh, guards, um, and other linemen that uh, since he's been there. Um, the only reason why, you know, we're talking about it now is because, you know, DJ is, is an older vet, you know, sometimes you, and, and more expensive. So you're like, all right, it, you might be thinking as a team, time to move out someone like DJ and bring this rookie in here. And then we'll do the, you know, we'll, we'll Paris Johnson, if, if he's as successful as DJ has been, he'll be getting asked the same questions. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and I, I also I'm led to believe that DJ is not lying when he says he's excited because you know he knows he's a good player, and anything to help you know help them win is um, is huge. And you know DJ likes to win, but I do like that he said that he's not. He's not like a uh, young hump, as he what he said, you know. So where DJ was coming in, and you know he he felt like he was going to be the man, and he was not the man right away. He you know he's he is now, and uh, um, you know obviously you know he's he's not the you know perfect left tackle, but um, you know he's getting paid what he's getting paid for a reason, and he's not he's not a bad offensive lineman. He he does the job. Um, and he does it at, at a, at a uh, high level in, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, he, you know, he's definitely in, in my opinion, uh, a top 10 offensive li- lineman, uh, or specifically left tackle in the league. Uh, you know, so a lot of people rip him because of penalties and stuff like that. And he, he, he can get penalized a lot, but I mean, you know what? What what tackle is 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 not? You know, I mean, in college, Paris Johnson didn't, but that was college. You know, it's it's bigger, better, and faster in 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 the NFL. And so, um, it, you know, I, I'm led to believe everything that DJ saying is is not just blowing smoke. Um, but you know, that they are fair questions, and um, you know, I, I think that. Some someone like Paris can very much push someone like DJ, and and that would be a good thing, and I, and I know DJ understands that. Wanted to help out the younger guys. Wanted to be that resource for them. Uh, I think I always help people. Like uh, when I was even in high school and college with the, with the, with the younger players along the way, I, that was always my nature because I've always, I never I was never offensive lineman. So someone taught me how to do all of it. So I never had the nature of just being like oh. 
I fought to learn this stuff. You need to fight. Like, that's stupid to me. Like, we're teammates. I should actually help you with this stuff because you're going to be beside me at some point. So I need you to be have all the same tools that I have so you can be well-equipped when we get out there. So I don't, I don't, I think it's just, I ain't, I ain't no hater. I ain't got no hate in my spirit. You know what I mean? I've never been the guy that hate on guys and don't want nobody to succeed. I want you to get everything this world got for you. So as, if I can help you do that, that's cool. Because I'm going to be in somebody's Hall of Fame speech. They're going to be like, man, Hump, he really helped me, man. You know, so it's like, I don't, it, it don't never, it, it can go one or two ways. Like I, like I said, I've been tackles have been drafted every year I've been here. I've been training a lot of replacements and I've been, I haven't been replaced, so I don't know. I don't really know what that's like, actually. I just know what it's like to help guys that need help, and that's what I'm always doing, you know what I mean? When it's time for me to go, it's going to be time for me to go, and I'm being in good places, you know what I mean? I don't really, football is football, and I'm going to be a best, the best person that I can be in whatever I'm doing, regardless of what the job says. I, didn't, I don't got no control over that, no way. I just play football. I just block the end. <laughs> Once you became a starter, you very rarely miss games. How, how frustrating was last season? Oh, it was very frustrating because I, I felt like I, I fought so long over my career to be healthy for so long. So to have it go on, it was tough, but it's just, you know, it's football. It's kind of one of them things that go with it. And if you can play through it, you play through it. If you can't, you got to sit your butt down. So it was one of those things where luckily I had some good vets around me that was kind of then seen it and been through the process with the back and kind of, you know what I mean, they were able to help me talk through it. And it's like, you know, some stuff you're supposed to talk through, some stuff you're not. And that was, that was, it, it helped me being around those, those older guys to kind of guide me through that. This is your fifth offense. What's, what are your main takeaways from Drew and what have you seen out there? I like Drew a lot. Drew's a, Drew's a really good communicator in, in, in getting stuff across that he wants to get done and how he wants us to be. Um, it's not a lot of raw. And when it is needs to be raw, it is it is raw. So I, I'm a big fan of Drew, his his personality and how he is with with getting guys to understand stuff and and, and making sure that we're all on the same page and kind of taking and making an emphasis to make sure we hone in on all the small details and, and the big stuff. You know, what I mean, it, it takes care of itself with the, when you when you handle all that small stuff. What do you think about the scheme? I'm a big fan. That was the first thing we talked about is is, is we were gonna run the ball more. So he got me. I told him you got me. At, you had me at hello. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Coach with Clayton with the change there, and is there any big changes in terms of the way he wants his line to play? Um, it's just it's more so the terminology stuff. That's I mean I feel like that's when you when you play O line. I feel like other positions are the same way. I'm sure there's only so many ways you can block these plays that are been in for a hundred years. You know what I mean? It's just about what we call them and what the terminology is like that. So it's just kind of marrying what I know from football to what he's calling and stuff like that. But I, I love Kenny. He's got a he's got a great sense of humor. He has a great sense of understanding how to blend the two. When it's time to be serious, we're going to be serious. When it's time to let our hair down, we're going to let our hair down. And he 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 has a very good control of the room. And it's been fun to be a part of because him and him and Cook they 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 know their stuff. So it's not. You, anytime you got a question or anything like that, it's always you rapid fire from. It feels like a lot of the players are really buying in to this new coaching yeah. staff and the culture they're creating. Why is that? Because you got to. It should have got off the pot. If you don't buy in, you're going to be gone. So it's like, you know what I mean? That's the mentality. It's, it's pretty simple. Guys can smell it and it's happening. It's clear, very clear. It ain't a lot of like babying and showing favoritism. If you don't want to do it, you don't got to do it. We're going to get somebody else to do it. And you're just gonna be sad about it after because you're not gonna get a chance again. <laughs> so it's like that's that's the mentality. So I think guys are seeing that and they're understanding that this you do it or you don't. I, it's it's gonna get done though. So you wanna be the guy that do it or you want to watch this guy do it. And it's it kind of makes guys 
the competition and the way things are is every you can tell everything matters. And is it for me being an older guy? I love to see it because it's like it's, that's football. That's what the NFL is. If you don't do it right, I got a guy behind that's gonna do it. And if you do it wrong too many times, he's gonna do it every time. And that's 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 football. What I know it to be. So it is, I, I love it. I think it's gonna great for our young players, especially. QB one role for right now. Colt handles everything like Colt McCoy. That's the best way I can explain it. Every time you see it, it don't matter what situation that he's in, he's QB one in it. That's just who he. That's his personality. You know what I mean? That's how he is. When it's his time, when when we, he played for us last year, when Kyler went down, it was just like it, his personality, who he was the week before that to that week, or was the same. You know what I mean? So it's just that's the best way I can describe it. Him, he's just he's just being Colt McCoy, and it's it's, it's easy for him. It's been it's been interesting. I feel like I've learned a lot about Kyler because we've been in the we've been in the training room a lot. You know what I mean. So it's like he trains away every off season, so you don't never get to really see like off season training is the real work. Football is 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 organized. You need to do this 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 and day, and then you can leave. Off season training is really like how much do you care about football. How often are you gonna come in here? How long are you? That's like that's really. This is when you build that callus for real. So that's been. I gotta really like. I feel like I've gotten to know him more this offseason from just being around him and seeing him attack this rehab like this. It's been impressive. Like I said, it's different. You see quarterbacks, you don't get to see the work because it's not like they're not gonna be in the weight room deadlifting all his weight. So it's like you don't get to see it. But it's like being in the building and watching him grind these these guys. But since we've been in the offseason, it's been fun to see because it's like you, you get to see something different from your guy. It's like dang, I didn't even know. That was your makeup because I've never seen you do it. And now it's like, oh, okay, I see how you, I see who you are. I see, I get a little bit more understanding of who you are and the way you are, the way that you are. And it's, it's been cool for me. I've been loving it to be around him a, a bunch. What have, you learned about him? what have you learned about him? He's a lot funnier than he puts off. He is a lot funnier than he puts off. He got a lot of like cool guy, like calm, like to him that he like puts off into the world. But like when you get him by himself, he's pretty funny. He's pretty hilarious actually when you get him like dolo by himself. But he just doesn't like, you got to be like one of the guys. Like he's not going to be funny like if you're around. And it's like for the guy, yes. It's like any of you guys really. If he's just, he doesn't know you. Like we'll be right here and we'll be having a great time. And you walk in, it's like, I don't know, I'm away. I'll talk to you guys later. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's, that's the, it's, but it's cool though. It's been cool to be around him and kind of see like how he is. It's funny. I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a big, I was a Kyler Murray fan before. I'm a big Kyler Murray fan now though, for sure. Whenever we ask Jonathan about the line and who will be there, he says, well, it's a long time till week one. But how important is it once you get to week one to have that group continue to stay together? Because obviously there was very little continuity last season. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the proof's in the pudding. I think you think about the year before that, um, how much more consistent the the group was out there, and you think about the success we had, and then you fast forward to last year, and you kind of you kind of see the the adverse. I, I I think you don't really you know people don't really get to see how important the offensive line is until they're not out there, and then it's kind of like yo, this team sucks, and it's like well, you got your guy back there, and you don't you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's you you. People doesn't understand the, the importance of the offensive line, like I said, until they're not out there, until your guys are not out there. And you got the same team and out there. It's like, why does this team look like this? It's like, yeah, because the guys back there, those, he's running. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's different. So it's, it's, I think it's a big deal having your group together. Uh, I think it's an even bigger deal having guys around that are that are a part of the group that can be interchangeable. That if somebody go down, they're just as good as, as, as some guy that's on the field. You know what I mean? And you can, you can keep rolling and you don't have to worry about Oh my goodness, we got to play with our swing this week, and it's like, no, nah, it's cool. Our swing is up, our one is down. Let's get them out up for the week, and we can go. And it's that level of confidence in them. So that's 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 really what you. It's it's 
you got to see it last year. You got your picture over there. I would say you're one of the better personalities in sports. For sure. But <laughs> 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 we didn't get to see that much last year. Was that injuries or was that something else, like a conscious decision to, to not really talk much? I was, I was, I didn't give up any sacks last year. So I was being superstitious. I'm not even a superstitious guy, but like I didn't give up any sacks for like three weeks and I had missed media and I was like, I don't know guys, I might need to like not do this because this is working. So I think I might just keep hiding out. But man, I'll be back, I'll be back maybe, I'll be back doing media this year. I don't know, I don't, I have, it depends on, if you guys catch me after the first game and I'm running out with my shirt off, and I had a great game, you know what's going on. Like just just I'll catch you if I suck, I may I may duck one more week and then I'll be back on the routine after that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you started a podcast? Huh? You started a podcast too? Is there a rivalry with Justin Pugh's? No, no, no. We were on podcast together. We were on the same show. And it wasn't really a rivalry. My my episode was much better. I don't know. It wasn't really much of like it was like you know he has just got released first, so he had more views than me because it was out a week earlier. But I don't think it was really a more of a comp. I think it was more a talk to try to get the views up on his episode. I think it was more of those things. The, they're trying to get me to start a podcast though, but I don't know, bro. I, I don't um, I don't know. I'm I'm a little uh, little rough around the edges when I'm not in the building. I don't want to really want to get canceled or anything like that. So. <laughs> I might wait till I stop playing and just like, you know, because then it's like, ah, all right, I go hide out in the bushes if y'all cancel me. I, I cancel myself. But like now it's like, ah, I don't want to say the wrong thing on TV because I'm going to say the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked y'all this last week, but what is it about linemen in your group that you guys just have this personality, this comfort level talking with us? You guys seem like, you know, comedians. You can do light. I mean, what is it about that group? I'm, I'm going to tell you, me personally, I've been a fat boy my whole life. And when you're a fat boy, you have to learn how to like distract the room because they're eventually gonna get on you. So like, if I can make everybody over here laugh before we turn around and look at me, then I, we may get out of class really quickly before it may be done. I may be able to get out of here with a bunch of laughs and we don't get to me. So I think that's, the, I know for me personally, that's why I developed like joking and stuff like that. Like if I can make the room laugh, ain't nobody gonna laugh at me for my outfit or being the fat kid in the room. So I'm just gonna like get everybody laughing right here. So that's, that was, that's literally, that's where it comes from for me. I've, I've always, and my dad is, my dad and my mom are like, they're both clowns. So that, that, that didn't help, that doesn't help at all either, so. <laughs> you seem like you're actually slimmer though, with obviously rehabbing and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, lean, mean is, fighting machine. <laughs> is, the, is coming off the back gonna change, you know, the, the goal weight you wanna play at this year? Honestly, you guys just don't see me this time of year. I'm usually smaller than this. Every offseason, I get down like 275, 265 because I just get tired of eating food. And like during the off during the season, I have to eat so much food to stay big. So when the season hits, I'm like, when offseason hits, I'm like, bro, I'm eating when I want to eat food. I'm not eating to stay big. So like you guys just don't get to see me during this time of year. I'm always much smaller than this. But I did, but I did uh, make a point to to get a lot of uh, body fat off me this offseason, just dealing with the back. I wanted to make sure that if I had to have surgery, that I was lean and I wouldn't be 310 recovering from surgery. I can be down to 275, 280 and kind of recover from it. But uh, it's been fun. I, I, I've been, uh, I know I've been looking in the mirror and I'm liking myself and it's like, I gotta gain another 10. It's like, I don't know if it's gonna look like this with that extra 10 on there. So I was, it's tough, but I, I'll, I'll definitely be in my goal weight. Like I said, I always show up about 305, 310. That's usually my window. So. I'm about 10, I'm, well, I think I was like 298 today or something like that, so I'm, I'm close. I'll be, I'll be there for sure. What are you gonna be when you retire? Probably like 250, six pack, rip, 5% body fat, no shirt in my closet. You're gonna have to go work out that 
For sure. Like I said, I get the 265 every offseason from just, like, not eating food. That's not even, like, trying, really. So, like, get on the Gladiator workout, maybe, like, P90X or something like that, and uh, six-pack, for sure. You said you got In the offseason? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, 265, 275 every offseason. Yeah. When did you know you weren't going to need surgery, and how big a relief was that? Uh, about 12 weeks ago, probably. Went through the whole offseason and kind of did my whole thing, you know. And it was kind of like a check-in phase every so often to kind of see how it was going. And we kind of got to a point there where it was like, hey, like, if you don't have surgery now and we wait another six weeks and it doesn't progress and you have to have surgery here, it's kind of going to mess up the season. So I had to roll the dice a little bit here this offseason and kind of just, like, bet on the fact that I'm not having surgery and it is fine. Man, the plan panned out great. We got I got cleared. Uh, I got cleared to to kind of progress in last week, and doctor looked at it. Everything's all clear, all good. The disc and everything's back in its place like it's supposed to be. So, shout out to my my guy Dano. He's one of our trainers out here. He's been we've been putting in the work all off season. Now. It's, it's been uh, it's a love hate relationship for sure. Some <laughs> most days I hate the guy, and then like after I see the doctor, I'm like, man, you're really you're a really special guy, man. <laughs> Uh, see why you why uh, you like uh, DJ Humphreys, um, and you you can hear the growth in in how he you know how he speaks is more you know you can hear the vet in him really you know it's like hey we're we're here to do a job and if you're not doing the job and you're not buying in that whole buying in thing it really kind of got me a little bit you're not buying in you're going to be replaced. If you keep on messing up, I that that person that you know is bought in that that could replace you is going to actually replace you, you know, and he he uh, just more maturity in 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 his voice. Yeah, he likes to joke around, and yeah, he's still like a big old kid. Uh, but you know, I I love uh, I I love what I'm what I'm hearing from DJ, and you can really you know I've been. You know, hearing press conferences from DJ for a while, and uh, it, it didn't used to sound like that. And, and I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but I'm 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 loving it. And and uh, like like McDonald's, I'm loving it over here. But um, anyway, um, Hollywood Brown, um, without Hop here, and I guarantee you, there's going to be some Hop questions. He he's pretty much the uh, wide receiver one. He was filling that role when Hop was was injured. Um, so it's nothing new. He's 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 been that. He obviously, you know, he was excited to not be that when when he and Hop were were um, you know going to be out there. Didn't work out. Um, but uh, that's that's what he was in in Baltimore, and, and um, you know he's expected to do that now. So we'll we'll listen on what uh, um, Hollywood Brown has has to say. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's cool, fun, yeah, definitely. What do you think of this new offense? I'm loving it. Uh, like, we're going to be running, we're going to be passing, everybody do their job. You know, I'm excited for it. How different is the way you guys ran last year? Uh, it's a lot different, a lot different. And uh, big, big uh, keys to attention to detail, big keys on doing your job, being one of 11 to execute your job. And I feel like that's going to put us in the right direction. How much did your role change after every year, you know, your belt, and 
Uh, yeah, just being that leader in the room, uh, being that guy to lead by example, uh, something I take pride in, something, you know, I'm looking forward to doing. How much do you think your relationship with, with Connor helps in that role? Uh, it helps a lot. I mean, I always can let the guys know what he's thinking. I always can, you know, be, be like the translator for him sometimes when we're not able to talk to him. Were you kind of the way that the offseason was – unfolding with, with Hop's situation, were you kind of gearing up mentally that he probably wasn't going to be here and you might have to take a different role? Uh, nah, for me, I mean, I'm always working to be the best on the field no matter what. Uh, so for me, I was just, you know, working, uh, wanting him to be here, but, you know, he's not. And I know he's going to do great things for wherever he goes. But for me, you know, my, my thinking process and my role, how I see myself hasn't changed. What's kind of Going through rehab like this? Uh, he's, he's been attacking it. Uh, been going hard every day, smile on his face, getting other guys, you know, going when he's not out there. So I'm excited. Does it surprise you that he has a smile on his face? Do you think it would be kind of tougher on him? Nah. Uh, I mean, I just know the type of guy he is. He's a competitor. So, you know, he, he want to get back out there. So I know he's going to attack it as best as he can to try to make it back out there whenever he can. What have your first impressions been of Michael Wilson? kind of player and person he is? Uh, I like Mike. Uh, I actually see Mike playing high school when I was in JUCO. So uh, seeing him out there, he's explosive. Uh, he's smooth. And I'm excited, you know, uh, to see what he could do. Did he bring up, you mentioned that he saw your clips a lot when he was at JUCO. Yeah, Did yeah, he told me. He told me, yeah. What was your trip back to Norman like to see Kyler honored that way and to have the staff in front office yeah. support you guys? That was exciting, uh, just to get back there, you know, the love we get there, and just to see, you know, the work that Kyler put in, uh, you know, the gratitude that he got back from it, you know, it was exciting to be a part of. Did you hear any of the outside criticism about Monty and JG making the trip out there, taking time away from the draft? Oh, uh, no. Nah. I mean, I we in-house with it, so, you know, I know those guys got our back, and, you know, we got their back, so. What do you want to prove this year? Uh, I want to prove, you know, that I could be the guy. I want to prove that, you know, as an offense, as a team, that we could be that team that we know we can be. Uh, and I feel like everybody feels that way from coaches, you know, to players. Any more pressure being that, being the guy, like you said? No, not really, because of the guys we got around me, the guys we got all around. Like, for me, it's just about being that one of 11. If I can execute my job when my number is called, you know, being the guy, being not the guy, as long as I do my job. Rondale's back, Dorch is back, got Wilson, you got Pascal. I mean, what do you make of just this, this group of receivers now? How different is the look compared to last year? Uh, everybody hungry. Uh, all those guys out there have been working uh, since, you know, January, February. The whole receiver group been working, and everybody, you know, just trying to be that one of 11, do their job. The stat was last year when you had the foot injury, right? What was that, week six, Seattle? You were top seven of both catches and yards receiving in the league. So what's your confidence level going into this year? You know, if you stay healthy, that you could be that caliber receiver. Uh, definitely. I feel like, you know, I ain't played my best football yet. Uh, I've been working this whole offseason just to, you know, make sure I could sustain a healthy season and showcase my ability, you know, uh, for a full, you know, season. What do you think of this offense, this scheme is a fit for, for you and your skill set? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I feel like, you know, I can get stuff done. Uh, they're going to put guys in position to excel, and I'm excited for it. Is the 
passing game last year. The stats show it was, it was a struggle, mm -hmm. right? I mean, do you get a sense as to how that's going to go this year? Uh, I feel like, you know, that's it was a combination of a lot of stuff. Uh, everybody got to do their job. You know, it could be a receiver fault, it could be a quarterback fault, a line fault. But when we out there in unison and, you know, um, we know what everybody's supposed to do, it puts that pressure on you to do your job. So I feel like this year is going to be a lot different. Proving, proving, trying to prove that you can be the guy, is it in your mind at all that this is the last year of the contract? And if it is, how do you put that out of your mind? It just, just play. Uh, no, nah, not really. Uh, and I'm a big believer in God, and I know my ability. Uh, I mean, top seven, that's that's cool, but, like, I'm the type of guy I want to be number one. So, you know, however that is, I got to put in the work, and, you know, I got to go out there and do it. Just talking about it, not going to get it done. Last week, James said he's kind of embracing the underdog role, maybe, for this team. Is that something that you guys feel that you can kind of rally around? Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with, with JG, the confidence he brings, I know for me, I'm a confident guy, and I feel like that's that's getting moved around through the team of just being confident. And, you know, with everybody doubting us, we're going to surprise a lot of people. Probably going to win Kyler for me back, so playing with Colt in the meantime, what's it like having him be your quarterback for now? Uh, Colt, you know, he like a coach out there on the field. You know, like, like our job? Be your one of 11. Do your job from O-line to receivers to running backs, whether that's blocking, whether that's running your route at the right time. If everybody do their job, you know, we make the, make the quarterback job a lot easier. What are your first impressions of Paris coming in as a rookie? Oh, he's a worker. Uh, you know, he's always smiling. He ready to go. He ready to work. And I'm excited to see, you know, him out there playing. Have you ever used any of his other languages, Mandarin, Portuguese? <laughs> Yeah, after he got drafted, I was I was leaving treatment, and I hear him out there speaking another language. I had to stop and listen to him. I was like, I was like, yo, that's that's kind of cool. So that's crazy. I wish I could speak multiple languages. One of eleven. Uh, that that must be you know what, um, if if not the whole, you know, Jonathan Gannon, but the wide receiver room, or probably Jonathan Gannon, it's got to start from the top. Um, it, it is saying, hey, everybody, like a Bill, you know, Bill Belichick, do your job. If if you focus on you, one of 11. There's 11 guys out there on offense, 11 guys out there on defense. You worry about you and you do your job, and, and if you are one of 11 and everybody is, you know, and and everybody is one of eleven, then then you got a hundred percent out there. I know that sounds simple, but out there doing the job. So I, you know, I, I he said it like you know half dozen times or more. Um, so it must be something that 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 they're they're preaching on. Hey, you be one of eleven, one of eleven. You know, so that's probably every 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 time. Hey, nice job out there. Don't you know one of eleven, one of eleven. You know, uh. It's uh, simple, but it definitely makes sense. And uh, clearly, in years past, it's it might be, you know, two of eleven uh, doing doing the job instead of each of one of eleven doing the job, and that's why you see the mistakes you see in. Um, Rondell Moore is is last uh, that we'll have, and uh, then then that's the show. Impressions of uh, JG and Drew and getting to work with these guys this year?
exciting, to say the least. Um, Drew is super intelligent guy. It's cool just picking his brain and getting a chance to hear from him and see, um, you know, how things where he where he came from and how they operated and uh, just hear his point of view of different things. And then JG, uh, probably you guys just saw, he's always same guy in and out. Um, super excited, high energy. Uh, so it's been great uh, being around those two guys. What do you think about Drew's scheme so far? He mixes it up, man. I think it's a combination of. Uh, getting in 12, 22, and running the ball, throwing some passes out of those formations. Obviously, we'll, we'll spread it out a little bit. Um, primarily, obviously, we're three receivers on the field in 11, and then we'll, you know, uh, go empty and, and, and toss the ball around. I think uh, we've got some cues back there that can get the job done. And uh, it's been a great mixture of uh, all the above throughout uh, OTAs. Do you think your role can change a little bit this year, kind of open up a little bit for you? Yeah, you like to hope so. Um, as a player, get out there and uh, run some routes, get around, go down the field, and you know, have some fun. Does the wide receiver room feel different without AJ and Hop kind of veterans? Yeah, of course. I mean, those are two guys that are on the verge of getting gold jackets. Uh, so, a little different, but uh, we got some guys that can really play in there. Super smart, been around for a little bit. Uh, obviously, we got some younger guys too, uh, with Mike, who we just drafted, who's a tremendous player. Uh, love his work, work ethic. Uh, comes in, asks questions. Uh, certain things like that. So uh, it's been cool to work with both sides. I know a lot of these camps are, you know, important, but how much more important are these camps when you consider there's so much newness, new system, new coaches that you guys got to get familiar with and learn? How much more important is what? Uh, are these workouts, these oh, camps? Okay. Uh, super important. I mean, especially for me. Uh, and like you said, with the new offense, new coaches getting the hang um, of players and, uh, building some rapport and chemistry with the guys in this building, um, as well as the coaches. So uh, I think it's super important around here. With uh, you, you mentioned the work ethic for Mike. Have you had a chance to talk to him or give him any advice? Obviously, he, as well, has been banged up a few times yeah. and has kind of had to get past it. Has he ever asked you for any advice on that kind of stuff or just keeping his head up? No, I think it, it just comes with being a football player and you just go out and uh, put your trust in what you believe in and just, you know, hopefully things work in your favor. He texted me right after he got drafted, uh, just said he was excited to work. And, you know, from there, I've just been uh, giving him knowledge that I've learned throughout the years from other people and just continue to stick by him when things are good or bad. How good is the pinky finger now? Solid. <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad. It's all good now. Shout out Dr. Shen. Uh, Third down, LA man coverage, double slant. Backer runs with the the running back in the flag, grabs my right arm. I reach my left out and ball hits it. Uh, just like dislocated it, but all good now. What's it been like with you, Terrell, your position coach, and what has he challenged you with, or what is what is he looking for? Uh, I wouldn't say me specifically, but just as a group, uh, he's a technician, huge on technique, understanding uh, alignment, assignment, where we need to be. Uh, he's huge on mental, um, just slowing your brain down, thinking about uh, the task at hand and what you have to do and getting prepared and going home and um, recovering and doing everything you can uh, to optimize yourself as a player on the field. So uh, that's been cool to kind of hear from him and his point of view and where he comes from and what he believes in and uh, how he thinks and, and the way it works. I think for me, um, with the conversations we've had is obviously, you know, staying healthy. We both know who I am as a player, and as long as I can stay on the field, I trust my ability and these guys to, um, you know, work well with me. Staying on the field, uh, Coach Gano was saying that you've embraced kind of the new 
strength and conditioning, and obviously there's a lot more guys in here and a, yeah. a different thing. Does it, is, it, is, it a, is the program a lot differently? I know you're still working a lot with Buddy, so yeah. is, it, is it different for you? Uh, I mean, I think on a larger scale of things, it's all the same. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, specifically, I obviously had the, the uh, two uh, growing repairs um, and obviously with the pinky. But, you know, other than that, man, just trying to work on being mobile as, a, as opposed to so much strength. Um, you know, that I, you know, came from college with. So, again, man, just trying to be um, mobile and, and, you know, just continue to take care of my body, man, and trust what I believe in and continue to stick to the script. And if things don't work out, I know I did everything in my power to make sure it did. <clears throat> the way Kyler's attacking his rehab, how have you seen him grow or progress through that, just kind of dealing with this kind of injury? Yeah, uh, he's always been the same guy. Uh, hard worker goes out there and does what he has to does what he has to do in order to get better. And I think it's as simple as that. Uh, comes in early, gets his work done, comes outside, watches practice, watches watches tape, texture if he sees something on tape he didn't like or he does like, um, asks questions and just goes from there. So uh, he's been great uh, in my eyes. I know that idea of being more mobile than the strength was that coming from you or coming from the training staff? Uh, I think it's been a collecting thing from uh, my surgeon to the trainers to staff here, uh, guys I've spoke to outside, and just um, obviously, like I said, we sat down and we got to figure it out. I mean, I'm two years in and haven't played a full season, so I think um, that's that's the important thing for me and figuring out how we can get it done and sitting down and surrounding yourself with the right people and um, everything you can to get that done because that's what I'm here to do. So. I mean, again, it is what it is. I work my tail off every day. I do what I'm supposed to do. I, I meal prep. I get the right amount of sleep. I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. I don't do anything. So, again, it's just been an unfortunate turn of events, and I haven't been able to get it done. But um, at the end of the day, like I said, I know uh, that I've done everything in my power to be out there. So hopefully uh, that table turns and we get that narrative out the way. All right. Um, that is everything. Um uh, Rondell, you know, trying to get the narrative of being injured out out from underneath him, and um, sounds like he takes care of his, his body and does has been doing everything he can. Uh, definitely a, a talented player, no no doubt, you know. But uh, he's he has been injured, whether it's been that that pinky that he talked about, or uh, whether it be um, you know a. A hamstring, uh, you know, uh, something like that, uh, a soft tissue issue. He, he's, he's been injured, but um, definitely a heck of a talent. We just got to see more of him out on the field. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, I do believe that's everything I need to say about everything Cardinals. Um, I am excited. <clears throat> Excuse me. I am excited uh, for, you know, them running the ball a lot. It's been asked. Um, and then that they keep on saying, you know, um, and even Rondell there, he said a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of 12 personnel, 22 double, um, a lot of, a lot of running the ball. Um, and, uh, some, he said, sometimes we'll go empty and we'll run packages out of, out of, uh, you know, or throw the ball out of some of the run packages we'll be doing. So, uh, that's, that's really cool and, uh, really exciting. Definitely a, a change of pace, but, uh. Uh, you want to email me on anything that we, we talk about, feel free to do so. Get involved in the conversation, BigSkySportsTalk at gmail.com. 
Um, and then you can shoot me a message on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Big Sky Sports Talk. You can type that in the search bar, Big Sky Sports Talk, and it will come right up. And like and follow each of those uh, pages if you don't mind. Um, well, I try to get more and more content out, out there. Um, and then um, as far as the show, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, Audible, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, uh, Stitcher. We are just about everywhere you are. Make it easy for you to uh, listen to the show and, and hit that bell notification. And, and uh, so um, you can share it and share it with your friends, your family, your neighbors, your enemies, and, and get the word out about the show. We, we greatly appreciate it. And so um, assuming we're on track until tomorrow. Thank you, guys.